What's happening, people? Dad and G's podcast, episode four. The guest we've got today is Ben Spann. He's from the Coventry area. What Ben does, he does things similar to me. He's in a community, he's in a city, and he's got a knife message. His knife message is change your life, put down your knife. It's been going for quite a few months now, Ben, and you're making a big impact within your area of the, the country, aren't you? Yeah. So um, what I normally do, Ben, when I start talking about people, I like to get a little bit of a background. Um, so let's just start from the age of 16. Right, okay. Uh, from the age of 16, I um, became an elect- left school, uh, started an apprenticeship as an electrician, um, started smoking cannabis like most kids at that age do. Um, started selling, selling cannabis. At the age of 17 and a half, I met my girlfriend, um, Louise, who's now my wife. I've been with her 18 years. Um, took on the responsibility of her two kids from an early age. Well, the, good on you, lad. Yeah, well, their, their father, the kid's father was, he, he don't get me wrong, he loves the kids, but he was a bit of an absent father. Yeah. Um, so I had the responsibility of them as I was growing up. So that was a lot of pressure on me. I was only a young lad. I had a lot of, of pressure and felt like I had a lot of responsibilities. Um, I ended up getting a, the sack from my apprenticeship when I was about 18 and carried on the life of selling cannabis, basically. Uh, and that was my life pretty much all the way through to when I was probably in my late 20s. One thing progressed from another, selling a bit here and there to your friends, to cultivation. Um, so how did you start selling cannabis? Started was it just giving a little bit out to your friends? Yeah, that's how it started off. So it started off with me smoking it um, and realised that my mates were struggling to get it and I was able to get it. So I ended up supplying it to, to them, realised that there was a bit of money to be made in it. Mm. I actually met the guy that was given, was the first person to start, as they call it, ticking. Started yeah. ticking at me. was Like uh, a tick list. Yeah. It was, get it on bail. That's it. Give you the product. Yeah, pay yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, so he was basically on my college course. He was one of the older lads that were doing the, redoing his electrical course, basically. So uh, it went on from there, basically. So it, as it progressed from a couple of ounces to half a key, well, half a bar to a bar, half a key, and it just went on to the point where I was always the sort of person that was striving to, would never just settle with something, always had to go one step further, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, um, yeah. So I bumped into another guy. As, as you're growing up through the years, you're networking as well, so you're meeting different people. But you're, you're meeting people, it's the, it's the environment you're growing up with, when you're networking, when you're meeting people, they're all criminal mindset mates, aren't they? Yeah, that's right, that's, that's the problem. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've been quite lucky really to stay out of trouble for how I have. Um, but I was... So have you never been to prison? Never been to prison, mate, no. Well, that's one bonus you've got there in your yeah, life of yeah, crime, definitely. isn't it? Um, so I've never experienced the jaws of prison, thank God. Uh, I think that's probably down to my missus. My missus, she's seven years older than me, so I was just turning 18. She was 24 when I got with her. Um, so she's she's kind of kept me on the straight and narrow, you know, reined me in when, I, when things well, when I, I went a little bit too far. She yeah. was dragging me back again. Well, I said before, um, a woman can make it or break you. Yeah, it looks like this woman's made you. Most definitely, mate. Yeah. She, she's been the uh, heart and soul of... She's, she's made me, the, like, exactly what you've said, mate, she's made me the person I am today. Exactly. And, and you can today, make it or break it. Yeah. This, this woman has made you. Yeah, most definitely. And today, I'm, I'm a genuine person. I'm not involved in any sort of crime at all. So what would you call yourself 10 years ago? A gangster? Not a gangster. Drug dealer? I, I was a drug dealer, yeah. So you were a drug dealer 10 I years ago? I wouldn't class myself. I think it's a loose terminology to call someone a gangster, you know? Yeah. Uh, in, in effect, I did operate in a gang. 
there was a group of us that worked together and we have done for years. Um, but I'd, I think it's a loose term to call someone a gangster. I was just, I was providing for my family in the way that I Yeah, but best. the general public understand the word gangster more. Yeah. They can relate to it more. So basically what you were doing was gangsterism, weren't it? Selling I was drugs, involved with a group, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I, was providing for, I was providing for how I knew to provide for my Yeah, family. the best way you knew how yeah, to support yeah. your family, that's what you've done. It's like the majority of most drug dealers, to get yeah, into yeah. the game, to get money so they can feed the family, yeah. not realising that damaging 20 other families in the process. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So as we move forward now, and, and you've, um, you've got this message, it's a knife campaign. Yeah. It's working wonders. Yep. I've been around you for a few months. I've spoke to you. It's doing great from where you're from. You want to get it national. You want to start flowing. You want us to start working out. What? What? Tell us about your organisation of Change Your Life, Put Down a Knife. So basically, Change Your Life, Put Down Your Knife is. I look at it in two sections. It's Change Your Life and it's Put Down Your Knife. Right. Um, well, let's go. Let's go to the. Let's go to the. Change Your Life. Can you change your life without putting down a knife? I believe you've got to put down the knife first before you can change your life. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that the, the two go together. You, you, you need to put down your knife. You need to, like, like yourself, have a reality check. Yeah. Realise that there's more, th more to life than, than carrying a blade. And jail bars. Most definitely. Um, but we've got some uh, three sets of values for our campaign. So it's prevent, rehabilitate and educate. So we've broke... So they're, they're the foundations of your campaign. Yeah, is, most definitely. Is what? Prevent, prevent, rehabilitate, rehabilitate, and educate. And educate. So what we've done there is broke it down into sections. Um, the prevention side of things is where we're dealing with um, sports facilities, um, youth clubs, where we're providing funding for football clubs, boxing clubs, providing them with sports kits. Um, so basically, you're able to sponsor these people. Yeah, we've been fortunate enough to. I mean, our campaign's been going. So now. your your campaign now is it registered? It's a registered CIC, yeah. That's good. Uh, you're working in the community. Yeah. You're, you're sponsoring what? Three, three boxing clubs and two football clubs? Four, four football teams we're sponsoring at the moment and two boxing clubs. Uh, right, so where, where, is, where is your... Sorry to interrupt you, but where's your funding coming from for this? So we've been lucky enough. We're, we're, we're a self-funded campaign, basically. So our funding has came from a guy called Andy Sullivan. He's a professional golfer. He, work, he tours the European circuits uh, and they, their family have had um, a real bad situation to do with knife crime. His uh, fiance, her brother, was stabbed viciously, viciously killed uh, by his best friend. Right, so, so that gives him... That's, this, this campaign is close, is close to his heart. Yeah, know? that's so, what I mean. So it, your campaign gives him some sort of release to help others before yeah, that, that sort of crime happens again. They, I mean, they, they've seen the work that we've been doing. Um, they're happy with what we're doing. They think we're making an impact. He, he um, entered a um, charity golf match, which he won £40,000 on. Uh, and we were fortunate enough to receive half of that off him. Well, that's good. And that must have made you and your anti-knife campaign progress. Oh, most definitely. I mean, Has it opened more doors for you to start yeah, doing yeah. what you want to do to make people aware? Yeah, I mean, it's allowed us to sponsor these, these football clubs. So when I say sponsor, we provide them with our logo across their football kits. We may be tracksuit bottoms and tops, maybe their football kits. Uh, so is that what you do with the... See, I've got, a, I've got a... There's a football team in Liverpool, Tower Hill, Tower Hill Footboys, um, Tower Hill Football Club, it's for the youth. Yeah. 
they've gone off their own back and put choose a life, not a knife on their football kits. If I was in a position like yourself, where I could sponsor them and buy them kits and renew the football and the nets and yeah, you know yeah. what local teams need on a yearly basis. Yeah. If I if I had the ability to do that, I'd do it. But I haven't. Not yet. In the future, I will have. And uh, what a great way to get a message across, though, is with a, a team of eleven young kids uh, going to 10, 15, 20 football matches a year or a season. Then people, are, everyone's going to see that around that, you know, within that. Within well, if you, if, you, if you put your message and my message together, well, not together, but going down the same road, um, they're trying to aim and achieve the same thing, really, which is basically protect the youth and yeah. saving the future. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, because that's your agenda, really, isn't it? Protecting the future generations, mate. And at the end of the day, these guys, these kids need guidance. Uh, if if they're left to their own devices, like we, they'll be getting groomed into gangs. Um, I mean, maybe the parents are suffering from um, addiction problems. They need some sort of guidance in life, and this is where our prevention our prevention side comes yeah. into it. So, so that's like a prevention module. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah, uh, we've got a rehabilitation program which is being set up at the moment, which is a, a construction training centre. So that's to take kids from the young offenders to put them into a 10-week construction training Yeah, course. get them some sort of qualification. It's a so trade. It's, it's a trade that they can have behind them then. It's only, it's only an introduction to it, so they end up with a diploma level one out of it. Uh, they would have to go to college to progress. <laughs> but once, they, once they've sort of established what it's about, so it could be tiling, painting and decorating, carpet fitting, window fitting, uh, we, we've, we're not going down the routes of electrics and plumbing because the courses are too... It's three, four-year courses. There's it's too many of them out there as yeah, well, anyway, yeah. isn't there? So we're trying to keep them short but sweet because their, their attention spans of these kids may be short. Um, so we're trying to keep them on the... On short the, and sweet, but very pivotal in their rehabilitation. Yeah, most definitely. Some sort of qualification to get some sort of employment yeah. is pivotal in anyone's freedom, isn't it? So from the back of that as well, we're, we're trying to get, net, get a network of companies around us where we'd be putting them into like a work placement. So two days a week, they'd be, they'd be at the training centre two and a half days a week. Two days a week, they'd be going into... Um, like work, work going, experience sort of thing? paid by us, so their wages are paid by us. So the companies are getting uh, getting free labour, basically, so they can gain the experience that they so need. So if I'm need. from if I'm from the Midlands or I'm from Coventry area or the Warwickshire area or... Um, What's that other place? Leamington Spa. Leamington Spa. Yeah. If I'm from them areas, how could I help you? Say I was financially adapt and I wanted to help you promote your message. Yeah. How could I do that? Have you got any sites I can contact you with? So basically... What social media sites have you got? Uh, our main social media site at the moment is Facebook. And uh, what's that called? It's at Change Your Life, Put Down Your Knife. At change your you life, put, put down, down your, your knife. knife. Yeah, we're on Instagram, which is at put down your knife. Yeah, uh, and we're also on Twitter, which is change your life, put down your knife again. Right now, if, uh, if I'm able to, I'll get the links and put them onto the YouTube so people can just go straight on to it. Yeah, I'm perfect. not promising nothing because yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Um, what you see and what you'd expect from the future from you and your organization. I think what we're, we're against a tough battle. I think what we're doing is a, a tough subject. It's, it's something that's not going to change overnight. It's, it's something that's going to have to keep, keep chipping away at. Um, I think that if we could unite more campaigns together as one, I think that would give us more, more, a, a much stronger voice 
um, to be able to We well, are strength in numbers. That's it. That's exactly right. And mm. we need to be able to go to our government and say to them, we're not happy with this. We're not happy with... Um, I mean, basically, we're here to represent all of us, all of the nice can yourself, You're mine. right. You're right. It doesn't matter where you're from. Change your life, put down your knife, no more knives, knives down, gloves up, choose a life, not a knife. We've all got the same agenda, yeah, yeah. we're just approaching it different. I mean, we're, we're all we're going all... for the same goal, yeah. we're all reaching for the same target. My target and my thing is protecting the youth. Yeah. We're here, at the end of the day, we're all here to say to the government, we've had enough. We're here to represent the mothers, fathers, grandparents, aunties, uncles, brothers, sisters to say, hang on a minute, we, we aren't having our kids being groomed into gangs. We're not having, um, we need more youth facilities around for our exactly. kids. Exactly. We're These not happy with the government shutting down 150 community centres in the last five years, probably more, mate. Oh, I should imagine more, yeah. Well more, hundreds more. They've shut that many down in the past five years and then went and give 1.5 billion for more prisons to be made in the next two years. Yeah. You know, you haven't got to be a rocket scientist to work out who they're getting ready for. Yeah, these kids need to be, they need to, they're left on the street at the moment. I've got a 14 year old son, um, and this is one of the reasons behind, uh, other than a breakdown, the, the, one of the key things behind this campaign. Okay, so you just said other than a breakdown. Yeah. Let's touch on that. So the beginning of the year, um, I had a bit of a, well, I didn't have a bit of a breakdown. I had a massive breakdown. I was ready to give up on life, mate. Um, what brought it? Uh, it was just a, an accumulative of things, um, shit that I've done in the past, have, having a conscience, becoming... Yeah, your conscience becoming clearer and now yeah, you're feeling yeah. the guilt. Guilt to do with that. Um, it was to do with work. I was getting pressures at work, so I had a few situations at work that um, I had to shut my business down because of. So it was a build-up of, of a lot of things. Um, family life was good, so and friendship lives were good, so it was nothing to do with that. But it got to the point where I, w I was pretty much ready to, I was ready to give up on life. Every day I was thinking of a way that Right, I thinking of a way of ending it. Yeah, yeah. I've done that, I've been there myself. Um, a lot of people do that and go through that themselves yeah. right now. Um, I know how I got myself out of it. Do you know how you got yourself out of it? I do, mate, yeah. I, I and can you explain it? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I took myself over to my little brother's. My little brother lives in Ireland. So I took myself out of the equation. How it happened was I was sat around my mate's house uh, and we were just sat there having a chat. And the, the going there, I, I mean, I'd lock myself in the house for days upon end without going out anywhere. Um, I used to have a mate who used to come round and he'd know that I'd be sat there hiding in the house. But he'd be banging on the window, sticking his head through the letterbox, you know, until I went and opened yeah, the door, basically. Yeah, yeah. At the time, it was... Why would you like that? I don't know, mate. I what made know. you become so um, isolated like that? It's... My, my business was one of the reasons. Um, it got to the point where I wouldn't even answer my phone. I turned my phone off completely because every time I answered my phone, it was a problem. Uh, and I just got to the point where I'd had enough of problems. You know, you just read Yeah, read yeah, your I've limit. had enough of this, bam. Yeah, that was it. And that was the stage where I was at. I just had enough of everything, basically. So did you work hard on your business to get away where it was and then all of a sudden it's getting wrecked? Yeah, yeah. So I that's, that's, imp that's impacting on you? Yeah, most definitely. Like I said, it was a cumulative of, of, of different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went to my mate's house, I sat there, and I, I was just sat having a coffee, and we were having a bit of a crack, and I just burst out into tears. And I, I just couldn't control it, do you know what I mean? It was just something that was just happening, and I was sat there, like, I just kept apologising, because I was just thinking... There's, lo the there's loads, you know what, you know what, Ben? There's loads of men 
that's been in exactly what you go through. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, you just pent up, you're holding everything up. Yeah, yeah. And it can come out, and when it comes, it floods. That's, it, that's what it did, mate. Yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, I, be, I, bet you, I bet you when you let all that flood out, you had a big... Yeah, I mean... <sighs> picked yourself up, and he, look where you are now. Well, he turned around and said to me, that the, the, the guy did, my mate and his missus, uh, they, they said to me, you need to go back and tell your girlfriend or your wife what's going on. Because um, this is quite serious, you know, yeah, the is, fact yeah. that you've just sat here and broke down to us. So I did. I went back and I'd done exactly the same. I flooded floods of tears to my missus, which was a massive sigh of relief for her because she knew something was wrong, yeah. but she couldn't put her finger on it. She thought it was just me being weird or me, you know, me being up yeah. to something mm. or whatever the situation was. Well, well, when someone's generally normal, I think we're all weird and a bit messed, yeah, aren't yeah. we? But when you're generally normal and then all of a sudden you're acting strange, that's a telltale sign yeah. for any family member for anyone, if you're seeing someone acting out of the norm, there's a reason for it and they're normally hiding it. Don't be shy or don't be scared to try and get it out of them because if you get it out of them, you've helped them a lot. Yeah, most definitely, 100%. And I sat there and I burst out into tears and I think it was a relief for my missus because she sort of knew what was wrong then, you know, and she knew how she could help me and she did. She stood by my side, she had a few days off work, contacted the doctors, explained the situation to the doctors. Uh, unfortunately, the doctors could only offer me tablets, which I declined. Um, they said that they could offer me some counselling, but it was going to be in two, three, four months' time. Yeah, they've done, done all that with me. Maybe. Yeah, sent, sent me a letter, said that there was some somebody would contact me via the phone, which, fair play, the woman did contact me. Yeah, but, but then you don't hear it off them. Yeah, there, there was nothing really that I hadn't told my missus. They just cover the backs, mate. They just cover the backs. Yeah, so... Uh, we decided to, for me to go over to my little brother's, basically, over in Ireland. Um, so I went and stayed with my little brother, Chris, and I was there for, I think, nine, ten, maybe eleven days, until I, I sort of had... You felt strong bit. enough. Yeah. yeah. And what I'd done, took my, what, what helped me was taking myself out of the scenario at home, having a change of scenery and slotting into his life. So I, we didn't go there, we weren't going out drinking or anything like that. I just literally slotted into his everyday life which give me a bit of... A bit of routine, what weren't the same as your normal routine, constant phone calls off work, this, that, yeah. this, that. Took yourself out the picture, gives your mind that breathing space to collect your thoughts, yep. get, you can, get your emotions back into control. This is, this is how the campaign came about then. And so then, so... From, from there, back in Ireland, um, I came up with the idea of trying to help people, basically, uh, and knew that there was a lot of stabbings going on. Previous to this, uh, before I went over to Ireland and had a breakdown, I was helping a lad called Kieran. Um, so basically, Kieran was living in a crack den. He would be, been stabbed three times himself. Um, and I gave him some work, took him out of the crack den situation, got him into a hotel through the council. So you helped that person. What did you get from that? Fe what did, did Mate, you feel? It was, yeah, it was better than any drug. It was, right, uh, so you, it got, was you, you got that satisfaction, that euphoria of helping someone achieve in their life. Yeah, that was it. So that, it carried on to the message. Yeah, that's, that, that's how the whole thing resonated, yeah. basically. So from the background of my own experiences, um, through the um, a breakdown, through my life of crime, if that's what you want to call it, um, and helping Kieran, all of them three things, and having a lad at the age, of the age of 14, that's an impressionable age. Yeah. Uh, all of these things created this campaign, basically. So your son's come into the picture. Yeah. So, so you know the way the environment's going, because we're raised in it. Yeah. Half of them people up there haven't got a clue what's going on where we're no, from. No, definitely. They, don't, they don't, don't, don't know. You know. You're an educated man. Well, you seem educated. And what you're saying to me is, 
a lot of things led to the message, but your son was at the forefront of that message. Yeah, master. Your yeah. son's 14 years old. You as a responsible parent don't want your son going outside picking a knife up to protect himself. Yeah, 100%. And any, any responsible like, parent up and down the land, do you know it's what not they, necessarily picking a knife up. It's the it's other being, people as well. You it's being you, influenced by the people that are around yeah. and they see, like, if one man in the group's got a knife, they see the power he's got around the group because the group's scared. Yeah. It's not respectful of this kid. They're just scared of this kid. It's fear again. So they all think, hang on, I want that power. Yeah, most definitely. Get themselves a knife just to have that little bit of fear. And it's a, it's just a slippy roll down, mate, isn't it? It's jail, isn't it, at the end of it? It takes it's two, jail. It's jail two, or two life, seconds basically. of madness could give you 20 years in jail, mate. Yeah, you're right, lad. You, two, two seconds it takes for you to stick a knife in somebody and you've got to live with that for the rest of your life. And it's not just that then. You've got the guilt of your parents. You've got the, the guilt of the, the family that you've destroyed. Uh, it's, you create a whole circle of destruction, basically. And you're the ripple sat in effect. The, most definitely. And you're sat in the middle of that. Uh, do you know what the ripple effect is? I'm assuming that it's to do with a victim and then the... The, uh, the ripple effect. So yeah. basically, when you get a stone and you throw a stone in a lake and, the, and it, at the middle it goes boom, and then it goes... That's it. Ripples out. So say you're the direct victim. Yeah. On the back of you, there's indirect victims, like your mum, your girlfriend the people that witness it, the houses and the streets. Yeah. There's loads and loads of victims that get affected by your one act. Yeah. But that one act can be, you might walk around with a knife on you for 18 months, pull it out once, never use it. It might become your little thing, you feel insecure without it, with this knife, because that's what happens. People start carrying knives. Like they do their phone and, in their yeah, wallet. And then when they haven't got the knife, they feel insecure. What you're seeing a lot of it now is with dogs, you see all these young lads walking around with big pit bulls and all that. Yeah. That's because they're insecure and they only feel secure walking around with these dogs. Yeah. You take these dogs away from these lads, they don't even go out. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, of course. And that's just a fucked up mentality, isn't it? It's the same as a gang mentality, isn't it? A it's exactly the same. You feel insecure when you're not with your gang. Yeah, yeah, it's pack mentality. Yeah, isn't it's it, that security, it's that family like sort of. I've got them to turn to if I'm in trouble, I've got this, 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 it's just messed up. If there was one single bit of advice, what would it be? Think twice before you pick up a knife at the end of the day. Uh, and definitely think twice about when you're entering the gangs. Use your own mind, don't be influenced by others when you're going out. Don't Be, be yourself, be your own man. Don't, don't be influenced by, by your group of all the peers around you. you. At the end of the day, your actions you're the ones that got to deal with the consequences at the end of the day. They're not going to be sat with you in a jail cell if you've committed some sort of crime um, through loyalty to a gang or yeah, whatever. Exactly. They're, they're not going to be sat with you doing your jail sentence. They're, they're not. The chances are they probably won't even come and see you during your jail sentence. Uh, it's, it's definitely. Yeah, it's, it's it's your family that are going to deal with the hurt and the and the and the loss of what of their son in jail, or mm. even if they become the victim of a knife crime, then they're they're. they're Think about the the bigger picture of everything, basically. At the end of the but day, I, th I think I think the way, way kids think now, though, is if if you're hard on the streets and you have a little bit of trouble and you stab him and then you go to jail, don't think it's nice in jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't think you go to jail and it's all cushy and you're not going to get bullied in jail or someone's not going to attempt to rape you in jail. Yeah. Because it happens up and down the country. You've got young men being raped by adults up and down the country within the prison system. It's never reported. 
But to all you kids that thinks it's okay to be mad, and when you go to Walt Course, everything's sweet because all your boys are in there. But you know when you get shipped out from your local prison, things get messy. Everything's messy. The environment, the people you're dealing with, it's all different. Trust me, you need to be choosing your life, not the knife. Or what Ben says, change your life, put down your knife. Either way, jail's not a good thing to you, mate, honest. Not a good thing for any male human being or woman. Could I just mention, uh, we do a 10-question podcast on uh, YouTube, uh, which is Change Your Life, Put Down Your Knife Again. What we're doing there is, I've interviewed you on there. Well, you've, done, you've, you've asked a, me, you just asked 10 questions. Yeah, it, it was a bit raw. There's no, it's not like this. We're not in a professional setup. It's a bit no, raw. No, me and you was just the, off the phone, off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we were just sat in, in a in coffee a shop. In a somewhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. So it's a bit raw. It's done well, what is your iPad. YouTube channel? Uh, it's Change Your Life, Put Down Your Knife. It's the YouTube channel name as well. Instagram? Uh, at Put Down Your Knife. At Put Down, oh, we heard this before, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, Facebook's yeah. your main one, innit? Yeah, it's Change Your Life, Put Down Your Knife. But the idea between the 10 question podcast is, is part of the education side for the kids. So it's to listen to the likes of yourself. Uh, one of the questions, how do you feel when the jail door shuts behind you for the first time? It, it's relatable questions to kids, um, just to get them thinking about what the, the consequences of their actions, basically. I should imagine um, everyone that we've interviewed on there, um, they all say the same thing. 90% of the answers are the same. Uh, the, the, the fact that they've let their family down when that jail door shuts. So every individual, you've, every individual you've asked the same 10 questions to? Yeah, yeah. And every person, that, every individual that's answered them questions, they more or less answer them the same? Yeah, pretty much the same so way. So it's sort of like the same sort of process, the same sort of paradigm of thinking. Yeah, yeah. What gets you in that mess and gets you out the mess. Yeah. Which is, which is quite a powerful thing, really, when you think about it, because it means wherever you are in the country, whatever crimes you've committed, whoever you are... It, it's the same, same process. Same thought same process. Same mentality, it, same paradigm of thinking, yeah, yeah. and the same outcome. Yeah, most definitely. It's always the same outcome. So whoever you are, whoever you think you are as a youth growing up, whether you're the big man, whether you think that you're... Whoever you are, when that door shuts behind you, or when you get asked them 10 questions and you're put in that situation... You, you, you're, you're the same as everyone you're else. Go, you're no you, different to anybody You're going to go exactly thing. through what I've been through. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I've been through this life. I've picked the knife up for protection. I've picked the knife up to harm people. I've done mad things with weapons all my life. I sit here now in front of all of you and try and tell you you don't need to pick any weapon up. You've got two of them. Start using them if you've got a problem with people, not knives. That's the way we need to go forward. We need to be bringing the travel and mentality back into the picture. Fisty cuffs. Whoever wins, wins. Shake hands on it. Leave it alone. Yeah, that's definitely. I'm going off track there, Ben. Yes. I? <laughs> I always do, lad. I always just shift to the side a bit. Mate, it's a, tr- but it's I always a valid point. What you're saying is a valid point at it's the end of the day. It's a valid point, bro. Most definitely. I'd rather, have, I'd rather my son come back with a black eye or a broken nose. But you know, you know, years and years ago, with... exactly. You know, years ago, Ben, we all used to get in the gym as kids. So we used to get put into boxing or we used to, we could fight. Yeah, we yeah. could fight with our hands. Now, some kids will go into MMA training because the parents are putting them in there or into boxing because the parents are putting them in there, whatever. The other ones just sit in the room on a computer That's exactly what and they can't say. fight. They hold and behind know, the keyboard, right, mate. They know they can't fight. They know they can't fight. They're like this keyboard warriors. doesn't yeah. matter what they're on or who, who they're against. Yeah, yeah. They know they can't fight when they're doing it. So they've got to all side with a weapon yeah. to protect themselves because they've got a big mount or they're being keyboard warriors. Yeah, yeah. Totally it's just agree, mad, mate. isn't it? It's mad. But... Through all that, 
through all the madness, through all the mess, every kid has got a choice when they know there's one there. Yeah. If you know there's a choice, you can take it. And change your life, put down your knife is one choice. Choose your life and not a knife is another. No more knives of another. Yeah. Knives down, gloves up. They're all choices that can make you stop and think. You're about to go off your head. 20 seconds, every incident before it goes, there's a little moment where you can think. Mm-hmm. It's that moment where you shout, change your life, put down a knife, or choose a life, not a knife. It'll give you that little bit of moment to Step really back. understand what you're letting yourself in for if you go any further with your actions. Yeah, most definitely. I totally agree, mate, and that's the problem nowadays. They need to think twice. Yeah, you've got to think twice. It's you've got to stop being impulsive. You've got to stop. You know, you've got to start. You've got. You can't be impulsive in this day and age because whatever you're impulsive with, it affects you. Yeah. I might run my mouth off too soon, and then something else comes out the kid's mouth, and I'm just like I've damaged myself. So don't yeah. be impulsive. Always take the time to think. Always come outside the box and look in. Look at what you're doing. How are you treating your mum? How are you treating your bird? How are you being with your mates? Are you a walkover? Am I a leader? Am I a lamb? You know, all them things. Yeah. Question yourself, assess yourself. Find yourself. At the exactly. End. Find yourself, love yourself. Once you start finding yourself and love yourself, you'll find others and love others. Simple as that. Something that I've learned from this, mate, is you do good, you get good that comes back to you. It's like good karma. You do bad, expect to get some shit in your life, you know, and expect to, expect to have what you've done to people done to yourself. You start doing good in life, good things come, and this, this campaign is taking its own path um, with the help of the other people that are involved in it. I'll mention them quickly. Terry Ellis, uh, Brian Cockrell, Vinnie Bradish, Tony Turner, and Darren Baden. Oh, well, I, have, I, haven't, I haven't heard of none of them except for Cockrell. Yeah. Where's Cockrell from? Uh, he's from Middlesbrough. He was the tax man up in, in Middlesbrough. Oh, was he like a devil, but from Middlesbrough? Yeah, he was the he was the Middlesbrough version of the devil. But I like I like him now. I've I've seen I've seen him speaking somewhere, and I, I and I like what he's got to say about the way he's changed his life and he's the way. He's a great he's, guy, mate. He is. Well, he's turned to God, has he? He has indeed. Found yeah. found life and that yeah. Well, good on him. Good on that Brian Cockrell. The rest I don't really engage with, not for personal reasons. I just yeah, don't yeah. engage with him. It's not my it's not my line of. It's not the line I'm going down. Yeah, no, I mean? of course. I mean, but the, these are people that are they're, they're the admin to the campaign. They're, they're, they're like the so they're on board with your campaign? Yeah, most well, good on you. Well, you've got a network. Well, let's look at your campaign to my campaign. Me. Choose a life, not a knife. No government backing. No police yeah. community officers backing it. Nothing. Just me screaming my fucking head off and getting myself killed for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got you. Change your life, put down your knife. You got backing off the local council. You got backing off the local criminals. You got backing off the local business owners. So your message compared to mine is absolutely flying. My my message, mate, is it's just taking its own path. It's not something Natural. that naturally. It's not something that's been that's been pushed. You know, it, it's, it's organic. All the, all it's, the it's, doors it's flowing itself. All the doors have just opened themselves. I mean, I, I've been guiding it in a direction, uh, and so have the others. But it's just. I mean, like the funding from the PGA Golf Tour. That's um, that's massive for you. Hundred percent. Twenty grand to anyone in this line of work. Yeah, it means it's a huge, lot. mate. Massive. It's just something that fell into place. We sort of started speaking to each other, um, and it just happened. You know, it was something that from. Well, from, good on him. Yeah, fair good play. on that fella that's donated to you for realizing 
the impact your message is going to have. Yeah. You know, he, he's convinced it's going to have an impact. That's why he's funding it, mate. That's yeah, why he's nah, donated to you, Annie. Is there anything else you'd like to talk? I, I can go on all night, mate. Yes. Yeah. I can chat all night no, about I, I just loads want to say of different to you, things. Mate, keep up the good work. Uh, your podcasts are good. They're going to do very well, mate. I'm 100% certain about that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and keep up with your good, good positive message, mate. And I love your T-shirt. Well, about these T-shirts, believe it or not, yeah. I've, got, I've got them in white and black. The black is like this with the white detailing. You're going to have L5 mark here. The other one is going to be white with black detailing with the L5 mark here. There'll be a link on the podcast where you can go direct and purchase these T-shirts. I'm not really sure how much they're going to be going for, but they'll be worth it. You're going to have hoodies, caps and other stuff like this. So by the time this podcast goes out, I'll have a clothing line. That's brilliant, mate. Hey, and soon you'll be able to fund people as well. So you'll be—that's you, the plan. This is the start of a positive. Uh, this is a start of a positive thing for me and a lot of people, yeah, mate. Yeah, that's definitely. That's the main thing. So, episode four with Ben Span from Coventry. Peace out, people. L five alive.